Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, Brian Cashman beefs up the team. No, not the team on the field, but the front office, uh, bringing some veteran um, front office guys there uh, to the Yankee organization in the tune of Omar Minai as well as Brian Sabian. So they, they will now advise Brian Cashman uh, in the Yankee organization. And uh, I think it's a solid move uh, for them. So kind of get into that whole breakdown. But before I do, be a short episode. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. Um, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. You have no idea what website you're on, but there's a subscribe button. Hit that and get notified when new content goes up. A lot of cool stuff. Again, previous episode did a breakdown of the 1952 World Series. So we'll look at Yankee past, Yankee present, and predictions of the Yankee future. So uh, get all that. You have to be a podcast subscriber. So make sure you subscribe. As they say, crush that button. If it's a subscribe button, crush it, step on it, smash it, and you get notified uh, when new episodes go up. So as mentioned before, Brian Cashman. Um, Adding to the team here, not really a surprise. I kind of figured this would, you know, would kind of happen. Again, I was okay with uh, Cashman coming back. I know a lot of fans wanted to ship him out here, but I had the feeling how I was going to bring him back, and he and gave Cashman that extension there. Now, if Cashman were to depart, just for like, hey, look, you've been here a long time, but clearly, you know, this team's lacking. We're behind Houston. We're behind some other teams here and developing on plays and so forth. We haven't won a championship since '09, so thank you for your time. Goodbye. If that would happen, I would have been okay with it. But I was again leaning towards. Uh, Cashman remaining as a Yankee, and that ultimately became the case. But you figured there might have been some caveats with that, and you figured maybe, you know, how, like, all right, we're going to bring you back, going to give you a couple of years here so you have job security, but I want more input from other people here. Obviously, you know, our inability to develop our own position players, as well as just, you know, in general, uh, the Yankees kind of being a little lacking there, um, you know, buying some clubs like, you know, like Houston, um, you know, like like some of these teams like like Tampa Bay, for example, uh, in terms of just developing their own players and so forth. Um, again, mainly position players. I think the Yankees usually do a very good job at relievers. I mean, developing their own relievers, uh, starting pitching, you know, eh, that's kind of lacking there a little bit. Uh, but really, position players is where the Yankees really, you know, okay, I know you look at Judge, but, you know, other than that, not too many success stories. Glaybar, all right, okay, kind of up and downish, a little bit, kind of a bit of a disappointment. Thought you had something with Gary Sanchez there, but unfortunately, you needed to ship him out there. So, again, not enough young talent developed by the Yankees. Kind of whatever happened with Clint Frazier, that whole situation broke down. Uh, he never came to fruition there. He had Greg Bird looking good, but of course, you know, couldn't stay healthy with his body. So uh, other than that, you know, not much from the Yankees in the department. We'll see what we have with Os- Oswaldo Cabrera, but still too early on him as well as Peraza. So, you know, the Yankees need to get a little better in that de- department there. So, And that's probably going to be what Brian Sabian's uh, specialty is going to be. He's a scout type of guy. Um, so I'll kind of give, quickly give you their resume. And, you know, this was probably where, you know, Hal said, look, you know, I want more guys in on some of these decisions. So Sabian originally was with the Yankee organization back in um, 85. So he kind of broke into the MLB as a scout. And they kind of say he was partially responsible for the Yankee dynasty again, being having a hand of the likes of like Jeter coming on board, Mariano, Posada, Pettit, all, all kind of scouted there in the early 90s. So who knows really if he was directly involved with that or had a hand in that, but nevertheless, Never really got a, a chance to appreciate those play, players developing and not being part of the Yankee you know, Tory dynasty there. Uh, he departed from the Yankees in 93, joining the Giants. And then from there, worked his way up, eventually becoming their GM uh, in 1996. So kind of while those you know players that he scouted in the early 90s were paying off the Yankees, he was out there uh, with San Francisco. Uh, had a pretty long run, similar to Cashman, from 96 uh, to t- 2015. And then after 2015, transitioned to their um, senior vice president of baseball operations. Uh, and that was from 2015 to 2018. And then kind of been floating around since. But again, his specialty is the scouting. Now, title card now, of course, they're cooking up these, you know, these uh, 
these business titles for these, these two guys. But nevertheless, he's the official executive advisor to Brian Cashman. So that's Sabian. And then, of course, Omar Minai, of course, if, if you're a New York fan in general, you know about him. He's been around for a while. Uh, you know, Queens native, uh, the former Mets GM for uh, from 2004 to 2010 there. Now, he broke in with the Montreal Expos, uh, kind of cut his teeth with that, eventually coming to the Mets and working his way up to be the general manager of the Mets there. And again, remember the Mets, he put together some good teams there against the 2016 that uh, competed, unfortunately got eliminated by the um, St. Louis Cardinals in that game seven there with the, if you remember that, that I believe it was a Yada and Molina. I hit the go ahead home run in, you know, in extra innings. There. Again, that was a pretty good Mets team there. Uh, had, uh, you know, Pedro Martinez. They brought back um, El Duque. Uh, even though it wasn't the same El Duque, it was a serviceable for them. They had Carlos Beltran, Carlos Delgado, because um, David Wright, before the injuries, took toll, Jose Reyes. So, you know, Manoy put a, g- a good team together there now. 2007, 2008, that's when the Mets had those colossal collapses in September, back-to-back years. But overall, the team for the 90% of or 95% of those two seasons was very good. So Omar Manoy did put some good teams there. But, of course, two heartbreaking September collapses back-to-back. And then eventually, you know, uh, you wore as welcome after the 2010 season. And so, you know, the whole criticism, you know, basically is that the Yankees are too analytical. So Omar Manai is kind of like the personal old school touch guy. So, you know, he's, I'll look at the analytics, but I'm more about feel and look. And maybe, you know, Brian Cashman's a little too much analytical. So Omar Manai is probably supposed to be like the uh, personal touch yang to Brian Cashman's analytical yang. So that's going to be his specialty there. Now, his official title, he's a senior advisor to baseball operations. So he's a senior advisor to baseball operations. Brian Sabian is an executive advisor. Again, these titles don't really mean anything. It's just more them uh, just going to be advising Cashman, put their two cents in there. So, again, I think it's great for the Yankees. Uh, You know, why not add, you know, the two veteran front office guys? Now you can say, look, they're, they're both in their late 60s, a little long the tooth. Yeah, it's a new game, new that. All right, you can look at that that angle as well. But, again, you're looking at about two guys that have been around the game for, you know, quite a long time, Sabian a little bit longer. Uh, but I think the Sabian one's pretty good just with the scouting because I, I think that's where, again, the Yankees need to, you know, hit some home runs better there. Uh, you know, just definitely behind Houston. And kind of developing a play. I mean, look at Houston. They lose, you know, they lose someone like Springer. They lose Carlos Correa, and they only skip a beat, you know. And they lose Verlander this this offseason, and I'm sure again next season they'll have five guys ready to go, and their, their rotation will just be equally as tough. Um, maybe they lose an inch there by losing Verlander, but not that much. It's still going to be a formidable, uh, you know, starting rotation for them. So, so that's the episode. So, not too much going on in Yankee Land. Of course, to hear that again, they're trying to still make a deal with the Pirates for uh, Brian Reynolds. Um, it just seems like right now, supposedly the asking price for him is a little too high. And in terms of Reynolds staying with the Pirates, you're hearing that um, the Pirates would like to offer him a contract, but they're about $50 million apart from what Reynolds and his agent wants and what the Pirates are really willing to offer. So chances are he's going to get traded to somebody. But it looks like right now that his asking price is too high. So it looks like the Yankees are probably going to pass on that one. That's the way it looks like now. Carlos Correa is still uh, obviously not officially signed with the Mets. Uh, he's going back and forth, and now you're hearing word that the Mets are starting to get a little frustrated with him because he's not backing down from his demands, but the Mets don't want to sign him at the length of the original word just because with that that um, ankle injury that keeps showing up on physicals, not only his physical, but the physical he took with the San Francisco Giants. So now this is two people telling you the same thing. So definitely some type of issue there where nobody wants to give Carlos Correa too much of a long commitment. Uh, so he's kind of floating around there. So, you know, if the Mets decide to pull the deal off the table at some point, then you know, maybe again, he ends up somewhere else. So that kind of remains to be seen. So again, quick episode, Brian Cashman will have at least a couple more wise veteran baseball front office guys, you know, whispering his ear. So hopefully helps him make some better decisions. But again, I think a lot of it mainly just with their internal scouting. Uh, that's where he kind of, they, you know, they probably need the Yankees need the most help uh, just developing their own young players. 
uh, just not always relying on, you know, paying someone like, you know, $400 million like that and whatnot. So that's the episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe and get notified when new ones come up. They'll be coming soon. Catch you later.